Welcome to the Produce Industry Podcast, your weekly download on current events, trends, market reports, and community discussions. Join us each week from Tampa, Florida, as we cover all aspects of the produce supply chain industry. Ladies and gentlemen, here's your host, Patrick Kelly. Welcome back to the Produce Industry Podcast, everyone. I'm your host, Patrick Kelly. As always, I am honored to be here coming to you live from Tampa, Florida. Today is October 10th, 2022, and fourth quarter is here, and we are going to be on New Year's Eve sooner than you know it, everyone. A couple quick announcements before we get started. We have the IFPA that is coming up October 26th, 27th, 28th, 29th, around that whole week. We are going to be in Orlando uh, for the global uh, fruit and vegetable show, everyone. It's called IFPA, PMA, Global Summit. Um, we're going to figure out more and more uh, what it's going to be. We do have a sponsorship booth right in the entrance before you go into the main hallway. And this is a sponsored booth by Fresh Cravings and the Produce Industry Podcast. So we're going to be serving some snacks, some hummus, some salsa, as well as podcasting live at the show. And don't forget to stay tuned to the Produce Industry Show on YouTube as we've got three live sessions for the month of October, as well as some dynamite content, trying new produce items, everyone. This is what it's all about, having fun in the produce and supply chain industry. And without further ado, we're going to bring back Jeff Hudson Searle, C-Suite executive, published author of Purposeful Discussions, talking about his new book, The Trust paradigm and where we are two years after the pandemic so let's get down let's talk relationships let's talk produce and let's talk trust hey jeff welcome back to the show my friend hey it's really really good to see you patrick it's been a while and i'm pleased to be back (laughs) it's been more than a while let's be real here everyone if you don't know who jeff hudson searle is uh, we gave a pre-intro just before getting on the line with him. But Jeff, you were actually episode 23 in the, I would say, the, the first 25 episodes of the Produce Industry Podcast, Jeff. And it was a great episode. You know, if you haven't listened to it, it was five tips returning to work post-COVID, everyone. And that itself- <laughs> and that seems like- and that seems like a very long time ago now, uh, Patrick. That's so listen to some that's eons ago, Jeff. Like they don't even want to think about it. They're like, "Hey, what pandemic?" Um, and but it's also interesting because you know, thinking about that returning to work post pandemic, everything. I still have friends that travel overseas, and there are some countries. Heck, you're in London. We're going to get an update from you. Um, but there's still some countries that take this still very seriously. Um, you know, and requiring vaccinations to get into country and still wearing masks and things like that. So even though this seems so long ago, it's still relevant to today. Yeah, no question about it. And look, um, I think, right, I mean, I, I've just had my fourth vaccination. I take it seriously. I think with the, uh, we, you know, I'm in the UK, which is the Northern, Northern Hemisphere. Traditionally, this is going to get colder and we're getting, you know, we're likely to see an increase in in uh, in virus, definitely vaccination. And, you know, change is constant, Patrick, you know, and we never know really what's going to happen tomorrow. So there's got to be preventional strategies, not just in business, uh, but over the safety and the care of our people, too. Right. 100% man and change is a good thing I know people always want to say I don't like it but you know my my good friend 
Uh, Hans Finzel says change is like a slinky. Think about it. Every time, <laughs> change is like a slinky. It, it, so it, which way it's going to go? It's about momentum. It could slow down. It could speed up. But no matter what, every time you put a slinky down, it, it's going to change. It's going to change with the direction, the momentum, the speed, everything. So, man, I tell you what, what, let's catch up. What has been happening? I mean, two years ago, like I said, we were talking about returning uh, to work post-COVID. And like I said, I mean, we're two years later and I still feel that people are now just returning to work, Jeff. I mean, there's a lot of things. I mean, heck, I'm in a podcast studio. I mean, when we first podcasted, it was it was from my from my closet. So what's been new in your world, man? Uh, lots. I mean, look, I think I think, look, um, I've said to you before because we've spoken about this, but I I didn't I didn't see COVID as uh, as as you know just a a situation of what it was i mean it was a primary event and these events triggered and those triggers caused cognitive and behavioral change mental health you know quiet quitting the great resign i mean whether we where where you really want to go with this right but it had to be a fallout so the event happened we ha- um, there was no play a book for a lot of people they had to just use instinct entrepreneurs were just saying whatever this is we've got to make change now we've got to redirect we've got to work with this and there were a, a million problems remote working no proper leadership no proper compassion empathy you know turning you know delivering a uh, uber eats box of fruit once a week to an employee doesn't actually measure right so lots to take on board um leadership also realized that leadership had to change and for some there was no return because they couldn't change fundamentally they've got the skills from going back 20 years they've been utilizing the same skills the same business models the same frameworks um and also the same philosophy so philosophy is the big one because Without a philosophy, you're not going anywhere. You've got to embrace your people. You know, the guy at the back of the room has probably got something very important to say. Sorry, he or she at the back of the room probably got something very important to say. When they put their hand up, you've got to include them. Ego has got to change, right? Ego has got to change. Uh, so, so, so has things like the emotional wake of transformation. We might like the title, but do we have the skills to deploy do we have the skills to execute? Can we drive performance and growth? These are the big these, these are the big messages right now because what you're seeing is you are seeing the hybrid. London, incredibly busy, you know, tube trains. You, you've got to prize yourself back on. You're back to pre-COVID status. Trains, well, if they're not on strike, they are working and they're full, right? Coming into the city. Coffee shops, restaurants, business environments, shared space environments buzzing, people wanting to do deals, people wanting to conduct business, people want to talk about the future. What they don't realize is you can't build a future unless you address some of the issues today. Flaws in the foundation, the foundation's got to be built up and it's got to be agile. We're talking resiliency. We're talking trust, which has got to be the biggest subject in the on the planet here today. Not a new subject, but now, as a, certainly as a direct result of what we've seen in government, what we've seen in business and more important and third and third party supply chains right you know, you know oh, let's, yeah. let's not be 
we got a massive problem with third party supply chains. You've got cyber risk now. You've got stalkerware. You've got ransomware. You've got the crypto guys and the NFTs. You know, so, you know, we, we, we are not bored for challenges right now. We're certainly not bored with things that we've got to say because these issues need to be addressed. Then you've got regulation, Pat. OK, regulation. What are we doing about regulating some of these things? Because there is very little governance. There's lots of flaws. There's lots of open. Now, I'm not saying that leadership is completely responsible for this, but it has to take its hand up and say, I am accountable. Right. No more blame culture. Come on, guys, get the problems fixed. That's why you got smart people around you. That's why you're being paid the dollars. Right. To manage and lead people. Um, it's very well, let's, clear. Uh, let's that take that for a second, Jeff. I mean, if you back that up. And you look at, you know, the trust level. I mean, everybody, you could tell Jeff is passionate about uh, this topic as he is with every topic. But you, you said something that stuck with me, every, you know, everyone um, is that, you know, technology, new organizations. I want to throw something out there to you because, you know, our industry, Jeff, is going through a huge trust problem right now. And two years ago, I would have told you that there was two very large organizations that represent the produce and supply chain industry, one being called United Fresh and one being called the Produce Marketing Association. They sound pretty cool, don't they, Jeff? Sound like they know what they're doing. Well, guess what happened? United Fresh and, and PMA merged together in the pandemic, right. okay? Yeah. Then what happened was they made co-CEOs and all these co-roles together in 2020 to make it look like things were happening cohesively. Well, January 2021 hits and let's just say a lot of the, the talent is now gone. There's only one CEO. There's been canceled showcases and they're saying, we're going to reinvent ourselves, Jeff. You just have to trust us and trust that we're going to do what's right for the industry and just keep giving us your money and helping us you know, market and do all these things. And the industry itself is you said a few of those, you, you know, politics gets involved, right? Playing politics actually gets involved when you're a fresh produce political action committee. Now, the industry, if you're out there listening, you're you're probably wondering like, wow, this is this is this has gone two separate ways. But this is you know, Jeff jumped into talking about trust since the pandemic. Everyone, I just can't believe the Jeff the rudeness. The, the raunchiness that has come out in people that if you don't delete, you know, believe in one thing that you're getting completely ridiculed over it, right? We talked about that off the mic too. So everyone, we're talking about trust here. And I can tell you, Jeff, I, I, I'm, I'm feeling your conversation right now because I think we're, we, like I said, everybody, but as an industry for us in that little story, I'm going through it right now. And how do we support these associations and PAC committees with all of our different, you know, ideologies and what we think in our opinions, right? Right. So we you've got to try and unpack this a little bit. And uh, I'm going to try and be brief because this is a huge subject. Right. So let's talk about government involvement. Right. At the highest level. Um, we don't trust our governments. We've got massive geopolitical issues. In fact, in some issues, you've got war going on around the world. Right. Big trust issues. I mean, you know, big trust issues. But we always looked to government for the answer. We looked to the government for respect. For, for integrity and the ability to lead. And by the way, we look to government to actually support us 
in our in societal in our ability to be able to work it doesn't matter whether you're in agriculture it doesn't matter whether you're in technology it doesn't matter whether you're in fruit and veg okay at the end of the day we would look up and say that's the voice that's leading this country and we support them in their decisions well you can't say that now freely because nobody trusts government one two businesses businesses have seen the behavior of government and they're acting accordingly and their behavior is intolerable when you start thinking about people which is the human capital and the human assets i would love to get a pnl line right where you know which we don't have that say human capital not 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 uh, not not labor human capital millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars and increase the valuation because without people at the center of your business you do not have a business period right period you're 100 business you're going to have business failure but we're not investing in our people so we're not investing in learning and development we're not investing in people's education so what you have got is you've got massive market shift which is effectively saying the new roles are coming up here you've got a lower level of competence which is basically saying people here and companies have not invested in education learning and development proper uh, management of people to be able to accentuate and grow people's ability to actually develop grow and therefore what you've got is you've got the, the, the quiet quitting i'm quick i'm out of here i don't even i don't even want to talk to my boss i'm quitting right or the great resign and you're not going you should be turning that around as a leader saying there's an opportunity here we as an organization need to take this organization from half a billion to a billion over the next 10 years and you know well that technology is a component of that but we need smart human capital okay within our organization to make that happen now all these people go home at night we've got another problem at home because we've got lack of trust at home i've told you earlier and i spoke openly and truthfully the divorce rates in the uk i'm not sure about the us but i do know in the uk are at the highest peak that they've ever been period since the pandemic i don't believe it's just the pandemic i believe what we're going through right now is actually a behavior shift and i believe trust is at the very center of all this there is no trust because no one trusts messaging from uh, technology they don't trust what they read online they don't trust anything so you know we've got to start getting back some basics now the pandemic caused uh fragmentation over the ability for humans to humans to exchange energy and what let's talk about this it's trust is about the relationship right employees Agreed. stakeholders investors third party supply chains strategic partnerships right in in the old days if you go back in history i mean back a long time right in the roman days you didn't need contracts you would shake hands and your word was your bond. You had a sponsor that says, actually, I'm the sponsor. And the sponsor was trusted. And you would either barter for goods and exchanges or you would pay money if you had money. Right. Exactly. Not now. Now, now we, we've got the other side of that. You you, you are having people that uh, and if you take your you know the the agriculture and horticulture industry you've got people that probably trust each other and that's the way business is done but business has to be bigger than that if you're going to expand and grow so you, you're going to see mergers and acquisitions as you describe and that won't be the last there will be more but it, it it's it's the only ability to grow because at the end of the day everybody needs more people competence skill and the ability to grow this distrust issue is is literally getting worse and worse and culture, you're right you know 
multiple well, let's cultures. see let's see this it's jeff what about what about this jeff what about a grower that tells you you know think about like sunkiss right the big the big player and then think about the small little 600 acre grower and the 600 acre grower comes to you with a one page contract right to to do business and then sunkiss will give you a 30 page contract to do business if you're lucky <laughs> right if you're lucky. And then it's so funny because I was talking to that small 600 acre grower the other day. And he goes, you know, when I was paying the grower out, he goes, I gave him his check and a one page report on his proceeds and profit. He goes in and the guy looked at me and said, well, is this it? And, and he goes, what do you mean? He said, where's the rest of the paperwork? He goes, what are you looking for? He goes, well, how much was, you know, Coles? He goes, it's right there. Line item four. Well, how much bins? Well, it's right there. Light on them six. Well, well, when I go to the other guys, they give me a 30, 40 page report. And you know what my, you know, my colleague told me, he goes, yeah, but I want you to trust me. I'm going to give it all out on one page. So you don't need to ask questions. Here it is. I'm going to be transparent with you. I don't need to give you 30 pages to show you transparency. I'm going to give you one tight, clean page with everything that you need on it. Right. And there's a difference though. Some people think 30 pages is trust. Some think, people think one page is trust, right, Jeff? Trust is small actions, right? Actions and your ability to do what you say you're going to do. You've talked about transparency. I want to talk about openness. I want to talk about authenticity. These are the things that we need to have as a society, right? In, in, in Whether it's government, business, or at home, you've got to have openness. And the human emotion embraces openness the truth okay and transparency in any way now look, look at toxic leadership that costs us business 45 billion a year 45 billion a year to 55 billion a year sorry is what it costs now trust patrick where's your trust i agree because where is it? what where we're is talking it? about you, you talked about that in purpose-filled discussions remember when we had that first oh, talk toxic leadership remember and that's yep. Oh, 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 I hate well, but we're seeing <laughs> we're seeing an uprising of narcissism with people and the reason is because emotional wake of transformation they might have the title they don't have the skills to execute now we want people that uh, a, there is a shift there is a different kind of leadership now and that leadership has to be warm and open compassionate right it has to take trust into transparency into relationship and then for people to experience otherwise you're going to end up with more mental health you're going to be driving less performance and you're going you're going to put business failure to the wall and we're seeing that we're seeing turnovers are as high as they've ever been um i, I don't listen you can say reports uh, you know are showing you know jobs are great but i you know when you talk to your community and you see now, I always follow LinkedIn and updates, right? When you see someone switching jobs every two years, um, yeah, they might hit. Again, when you look at the numbers in economy, they're saying, oh yeah, people are getting hired. It's working out. People have jobs. But that turnover rate means something though. Yeah. You know what I mean? It means something of the business that they came from. It means something to the business that they went to. There's a story along with that, Jeff. And I even think that's important because that's something that I look at. And then, you know, if someone's going two years, two years, two years, two years, is it them, right? There might be a trust level there when you see that. So I think that right now, even in home, 
Um, we're seeing a lot of mental awareness now that people are starting to break down more, that life in general is becoming a lot. And, you know, even uh, speaking you know, to my wife about that, you know, it's like, she's like, you turn on the news nowadays, Jeff, and you immediately get stressed out. You're like, oh my gosh. You're like, oh, <laughs> I don't even know what, like, what is going on in the world. Everything is so over-dramatized too. And that comes into leadership too, because sometimes like you just said, we've got these people that have the credentials to be a leader, but they are not an actual leader to their people, to their community or to their industry. Right. And the other issue is confidence. If you've got trust in an organization, you've got confidence. If you've got confidence, you've got a growth mindset and that will take you forward. We talked before about intelligences, IQ, emotional intelligence. You know, we've seen spiritual intelligence. Actually, Dukes came out with something called decency intelligence. I came up with wisdom intelligence. And furthermore, trust intelligence is the umbrella for all of the intelligence. We've got to start. We've got to start listening. We've got to start thinking more about the individuals that we have around. It's an honor and a privilege to be a leader in an organization. Oh, I want to say that again, honor and privilege. Then we've got to start stepping up and acting like that. We are honored and we are privileged to manage others to growth and expansion. Big problem, right? We've got to get to a better level of understanding. Otherwise, you're not going to drive you know, a great vision, philosophy with purpose, and you're certainly not going to drive an organization with trust. Yeah, 100%. I always tell everybody, you know how you drive innovation and creativity? And people say, how? I said, let your employees fail. Let them get in and let them start having fun and working and, and trying and failing and having errors because then out of you know that, you'll get success and you'll get trust. And guess what? You'll learn the process in between that, right? Look, There's I can see that innovation. In everything. I can see the innovation and creativity faltered through the pandemic. There are no excuses now, Patrick. You can no. have innovation hubs. You can bring people together. You you want people to collaborate. You want that creativity. You want that innovation. Don't think about an idea. Think about a great idea. Yeah. yeah. And bring people together to do that right? 100%. Otherwise, you're wasting talent, you're wasting opportunity, and you're certainly wasting you know, US dollars. Yeah. And you said something and before we cut to break and hear from some of our sponsors, you know, I'm going to leave, you know, the audience with this. You know, I watched, uh, don't laugh at me, Jeff, uh, but I watched uh, Kelly and Ryan the other day, that TV show, you know, it's a, I was in the dentist office waiting for me <laughs> and they got the Kelly and Ryan show on. What was interesting about it though, is, you know, we talked about leadership real quick and, and, Kelly said something that really made a question mark go over my head, because as you very well know, there's a difference between empathy and sympathy, right? Oh, please. Yeah. Two different things. And with Hurricane Ian hitting Florida and a lot of the Southern United States um, last month, or was it almost, gosh, over two months ago, geez, um, you know, I, I watched this show and she goes, I have empathy for all the people who are, went through the flooding. And I was like... That's a tough one. I'm like, because if you've never been through a flood, you have no idea at all about what it's like to have to go through insurance process and losing your home, your family, your dog. You can have sympathy for that person, right? But you just said that about what leader has put in. And you know, like I said, they might have the credentials. Yes, that might've been a clear and obvious little mistake probably on her part. 
But right away, it made me think to herself, like, she she's not she didn't say the right words there in that in that time. So it's like when you looked at it, it almost screwed up the entire conversation that they were having because she was talking about all this empathy she was having about these people losing their families in the water. And I'm like scratching my head, Jeff. I was. So I had to bring that up real quick. Look, I, I'm glad you did bring it up, but I want to say this. Why does it take to have a tragedy or an event to actually bring people together? Please. Gosh. You want to explain that one to me? No, you just gave me goosebumps. I hate that. Like, because I agree with you. You know, the I, I want to tell a story, but I don't want to tell a story. If you ever get a hold of my buddy Jay Gardner, he'll tell you a story maybe about a night we went out to dinner. And I do this very often. But you know what? It's it's the little things as much as you know, being elegant all day, having empathy and walking in someone's shoes, giving someone that extra tip at the restaurant, opening the door for someone. And oh, you, know, it, you. you know what I Thank mean? You. I, I, you know, and I don't have that in me all the time, but you know, if my wife's not riding shotgun in the, in the Jeep, right. I'll, I'll open the door for her on the back and I'll walk around, I'll open the door. I'll make sure I put one of the kids and I'll help her get in. If she's sitting in the front, she opens her own door. Right. But I still think there's a level of that every day we have forgotten to be human beings towards yeah, each other. Have. And you're, talking about values. Like... you're talking about value sets there. I mean, look, like the other day, I mean, there was a gentleman, he could hardly walk, but I, I stayed with my trolley and I let him come through. He was so grateful. I let a disabled lady the other day, I opened the door for her to go into the coffee shop and actually I helped her with the table and I helped her sit down, right? But these are values. You've either got these values or you haven't. And you should yeah. have a tragedy to suddenly, oh, I'm now value orientated, really. Yeah, no, I really. agree with you. I you should live and breathe it. It should be a way of life for you. It shouldn't be, oh my god, there's a tragedy. I've got to, I've got to help more people. Yeah, and I and like I said, there's sometimes even when our, our, our my personal life, like when I when I go out with my wife and we're by ourselves without the kids, we don't have you know five people getting in the car. Yeah, I walk around and open the door for her. Right, you know when it's right. the everyday life, it's like no, we're just, it's like we're rattling the you know um, we're corralling all the the cows into the car. You know we're like hey hey what are you doing hey don't go through near the street you know so uh, Jeff this is the perfect time we're gonna take a quick break we're gonna hear from some of our sponsors that we have dynamite relationships and then get right back to talking about your new book and a little bit more about the change of what's happening moving into 2023. Awesome, can't wait, Patrick. Discover Orchard Freshness on Amazon Fresh with Arctic Apple Slices. Arctic Apple stays Orchard Fresh longer than other prepackaged, pre-sliced apples. This means less waste and no more half-eaten apples. Plus, you'll love the undeniable freshly picked flavor. Arctic Apple Slices are available in convenient grab-and-go bags in both Arctic Golden or Arctic Granny varieties in select markets on Amazon Fresh. Packable, snackable, 100% irresistible. In the heat of summer, you're just counting the days until cooler weather and all those fabulous fall flavors. Packed with a refreshing flavor everyone loves, Noble Florida Starburst Pomelos, the largest citrus on earth, and the perfect sweet fall treat you've been waiting for. Perfectly ripe for a limited time. Look to noblecitrus.com on where to purchase your next Noble Florida Starburst Pomelos. 
Are you ready to enhance your skills? Every day we are tasked to make fast, effective decisions to keep up with the fast-paced produce industry. At AgTools, we take the pressure off of gathering data to help make your day easier and more enjoyable. Connecting the supply chain with AgTools is unique, practical, and easy. AgTools can be used from multiple angles of the produce industry, from farmers all the way to logistics companies. We call that 360-degree decision-making day after day. Visit us at www.agtechtools.com to gain more reliable and relevant data to see more, achieve more. And now, back to our show. Welcome back to the Produce Industry Podcast, everyone. It's always great to hear from our sponsors. As I said, Dynamite companies producing Dynamite content for the produce and supply chain industry. All the way from London in the UK, everyone, we have Jeff Hudson Searle, good buddy of mine. It's been two years, a little bit over two years since we've chatted last. I've got him back on. Jeff, fantastic to have you, man. It's awesome to be here. And uh Thank you, Patrick. It's great to be here talking about some uh, great debate, great some great thought leadership and some topics that need to be discussed. So, yeah, it's, it's fabulous to be here. 100%. And remember, last time we spoke, uh, June of 22nd, 2020, we were talking about purposeful discussions. You had just released your fifth book, so you've been really busy over the last two years. And I know we've had a lot of fun with that book. I've, I've preached that book about people when I'm in meetings talking about you need to have purposeful discussions. I've even referenced chapters of that book and it's actually sitting, uh, it's either in my office or nope, at my house. There's two places I keep books. I have two shelves. So <laughs> Jeff, I want to hear a little bit more about uh, the trust paradigm. I know we've been talking trust, but everybody, Jeff is releasing another book, the trust paradigm, and it's all really covering of what we've been chatting about. Yeah, absolutely. Look, uh, two things. I mean, you remember purposeful discussions. I think the official launch of that, Patrick, was three days before the London lockdown. But the book was uh, was fundamental uh, around what was going on. I saw a tsunami coming towards us. I didn't know what that tsunami was, but I, I saw it more in a, a kind of industrial revolution point of view, because I believe that, you know, we were going to see an uproar, uproar in behavior. I didn't know about COVID. Uh, I, I didn't predict it, but I did see this tsunami coming towards us. And of course, purpose after I launched the book, funny enough, purpose was everywhere. Right. I mean, everyone was like, oh, you've got to have purpose. But no, nobody really had a fundamental uh, understanding of what that was about. And, and you're quite correct. This time, trust is not actually uh, a new subject. I've been in international business now for 30 years and there's always been trust issues, but there has never been a bigger issue around trust than what we have today and and you can thank you actually can thank the pandemic for that because there has been a huge behavioral shift i think in terms of behavior we've probably accelerated eight to ten years through uh, the last two years um in the way that we do things and we you talk about change and change is constant mark herbert and myself have been talking about a book the last 10 years um and we never really um we never really got to uh finalize what we were looking to do so and to be fair i never really talk about my personal life either but before i start about the book i think i've got to pay a tribute um to a very special person which is uh, my fiance which is marcella marillo i mean without her 
this the love, care, and support um, that she has given me, and what on which I've been challenged uh, challenged with over my life as well with certain things. Um, she changed, and 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 when I felt everything was gone out of my life, uh, she brought it back to my life. So, and when I mean bring it back, I mean my writing because I was in a blocked area of of writing, and she she's the reason why um, the the trust paradigm. Uh, it has has really been here today and really you know uh the articles as well as the trust paradigm so it's a huge thank you to marcella and then as a basis of um her support i was able to uh reignite mark herbert and and create the book um you know so that that's huge as far as i'm concerned the book the the book like purposeful discussions has been putting segmented into sort of three areas you know uh, trust strategy, trust communications, and what do we need, yeah, for company growth and planning and life growth and planning. There are many challenges. The world is challenged around all of this. You know, uh, I talk about uh, measuring trust. I talk about, you know, overcoming difficult conversations. And when I mean difficult conversations, I'm not talking about text messages, right? I'm not talking about Slack messages. I'm, I'm talking about human to human Real messages, messaging. Jeff? Like real? <laughs> like maybe shake look, a hand? No, <laughs> look, and let's talk about other things like truth, the truth uh, with authenticity, uh, openness, transparency but then work and life balance which nobody's got by the way you know uh people are broken um control is not leadership you know yeah we come on <laughs> command and control gone years ago get over it right you've got yep. so there is so much that we've got around changing and and no one knows where to go so with the trust paradigm what we've tried to do and what we've achieved because we are published um we're publishing actually um this month so the book's out and we're on pre-order now but we've created a book which actually aids everybody with the tools there's, there's we're giving away an awful lot to help and support society we're gonna we're talking about government we're talking about geopolitical we're talking about policies and reform and governance we talk about that um, we talk about business, we talk about a lot around leadership, but we also talk about all of the moving parts around leadership that need to be fixed. And we give people an approach to deal with that. But and most importantly, everyday relationships, because, you know, these are important, you know, your family and your loved ones and the people at home um, need to be loved and they need compassion. Um, they need support. They need expansion and growth. And we've had to address that within the book as well. So, um, look, trust, as far as I'm concerned, um, it's about respect. It's about cementing the relationships, whether it's government, whether it's business or whether it's at home. And we are the only people to stand up. Um, we've done on the research we've done to be able to support societal. And, and you know, we want to be a part of that. And as far as I'm concerned, being a part of that is a part of greatness. As, far as i'm concerned this book needs to be published this book needs to be uh, read and seen by the world and the time is now because we have never been in a period where i have been so distraught and disappointed with behavior and 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 every area of operating life business work government in all my life yeah it's about about bringing it all together you know trust is one thing you know in every 
relationship. You know, like you said, you gave a shout out to your fiance. I feel the same way about my wife and how she's pulled me out of, you know, a lot of things to make me a better person. Right. And, and that trust is the biggest thing in, in every relationship. You talked about the contracts right in the beginning, you're talking about relationships with your spouse and those people within those contracts. You're talking about having just human relations with people. That is so big, you know, you know, it's so funny because we go back to like, I could go back to like my, let's go 20 plus years ago. You know, we were making up like, you know, handshakes between buddies of ours. You remember, you know, you, you'd have a couple handshakes with a few friends, a few groups. you know, you'd be, Hey, how's it going? You know, come and you'd have like little groups that knew different, different handshakes or different hugs or different, you know, rallies that you did together. Look, you know, and I know with your wife, you know, you, you would, you would use the, the terminology. You know, I believe that we have a soul contract together. Right. Yeah. You would say that. Yeah. I believe what we've got to have now is a trust contract with each other, because yeah. I believe we're entering an era the next 10 years where it's all this is going to be the trust era. We've got to take misplaced trust and turn it into trust. And I think that this is something that is this is trust is the glue for the whole of society. Trust is, is all about an emotional currency that we're all going to have. OK, if you misplace trust or lie to someone, you're going to have a withdrawal. When you provide a trusted action, you're going to have credit. Right. So this is how I, from a very simple analogy, I believe this is the way that everyone in life, everyone in society is going to need to operate. Oh, 100 percent. And you say trust equals transparency plus relationships plus experience. You know, what I like about, you know, some of the facts and stats that you put out too is then, and this might hit home for some of you, 69% of employees, right? Trust their CEO a little or not at all. And I could tell you that's big, right? Because I, I know that when I worked for a fortune, uh, you know, 100 company, they trusted the CEO. Uh, it was, you know, I was kind of an outsider coming in but they did. They trusted the CEO. He was he was a worker that worked from the sales desk up to be the president, right? But I, I've been to other organizations where I've consulted for Jeff, as you know, and you walk in and they're like, <laughs> watch out, watch out for Jeff. Be careful, <laughs> you know, and you get the employees feedback. But I could see that almost 70% not trusting their, their leader. Well, Patrick, news for you, that went up during the pandemic. No big surprise, right? So that oh. 69% hit the 80s because nobody trusted their CEO. All they felt was CEO is doing a useless job. He's not supporting me. I'm furloughed, right? I'm furloughed, you know, and I'm, I'm obviously not considered to be a team member, a part of the team, right? <laughs> you know, I, I, I should be a part of the team. Right, I'm, I'm going to quit because obviously I'm not respected within the organization. you got to respect government. They've got to respect us in business. It's about respect at home with your loved ones. It's about respect and honor and love, right? All of that is a melting pot that's got to be corrected. We need correction now because we're never going to be able to grow as a society as we start addressing some of these issues. Yeah. And, and it's going to be like this for, I would say a little bit because we're all coming into that age, you know, one thing, if we go to like the personal side of it, a lot of divorces happened between 2020 and 2022, I started noticing. And you might wonder, like, how did you notice this? Well, Facebook is a very good resource to find out all your old, <laughs> all your old high school teammates, right? 
And it, it, that was also interesting because I do believe, as you say, it goes into the home, right? The lessons are relevant yeah. beyond the business world. And I think that, you know, uh, people weren't used to seeing their spouses that much, right? And, you know, yeah. just like with work, we were used to seeing yeah, Jeff absolutely. in the office every single day for the last 12 years. And then this pandemic hit. And that's why, again, Purposeful Discussions was so valuable because we were all on Zoom calls and we were calling everybody for updates. It was very, I would say, key to be having those Purposeful Discussions and figuring out where to be, what to be, and really evaluating that schedule. And now we move two years later and we're talking about trust. Well, heck yeah, because now there's this huge factor in trusting anybody in accountability now. Yeah. And by the way, technology hasn't helped that either. No. And now I love all. technology. Technology is a catalyst for many things, but it, it, it's unfortunately, um, you know, it's not to be trusted. And who was it? It was uh, it was Tom Peters, the American business and author. And what did he say? Uh, trust, not technology is the issue of the decade, right? Yeah. I mean, fact. And I think that too, it's like, I love technology as well. Um, but it's all about, it's like how you use it too. I remember when we were kids and my mom would always talk about like why we couldn't drink soda and all this because too much yeah. for one person's not good. It, it's the same with anything, whether it's soda, whether it's alcohol, whether it's technology. And you start to realize when someone gets off of that technology, off of the soda, off of the alcohol. It doesn't matter what it is you have withdrawals. Like, I don't care what you say. You And it's not like you got withdrawals, like you're like a crackhead, you guys, but you do. Your mind will make you think, oh, do I, do I need a soda today? Hey, at five o'clock, do I need to go have a drink? Hey, should I be drinking orange juice? Like every little thing that if you have a habit on, when you break that habit, everybody, you have to set a new level of expectations, right? And then you even have to trust in yourself to be able to manage those expectations moving forward, right, Jeff? So, I mean, it's this trust paradigm, it, it takes on so much more than what we talk about even in the business world. Well, yeah, look, you, one of the things you touched on earlier was change, right? And And transformation change look that disturbs a lot of people if you're a very fixed individual that likes to have its desk in a certain place and and a little box of here's my roles and responsibility that's all i do that change and transformation is going to be scary because you're running an underlying maintaining strategy you've got this change strategy and we've got changes constant right all the time so it's constant disruption disruption we're not in a blip we're not going to go back to the way we were we're going forward and the new forward is that you have to change and you have to step up and you are going to have new responsibilities you've got to learn different skills you've got to reinvent yourself constantly because if you don't there's no differentiation and there's nowhere for you to go and un and the glue to all of this is you have to trust the process you always have to trust the process. You always have to. And yeah. if you didn't trust the process, then you need to create the process, right? You need to create a process. But to if be able, people right? don't have the confidence to change and to take that leap of faith or risk is not risk. Risk is opportunity. So you've mm. got to have the ability. You've got to have the confidence to be able to say, I'm going to make a decision based on X, right? Because otherwise, if you stand still, you're going to be taken into quicksand. And there is no way back. Yep. So I, I do agree. people have to start understanding this is the new behavior. And 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 every anything is possible right now. You know, one day to the next is changeable. This is the way it is. It's disruption, but 
But I must say that there are a huge amount of opportunities out there if you do make the change. You've, but you've got to take that leap of faith. Yeah, and and I will tell you, it's got to be on you to do that. So um, this trust, I would say, paradigm that we're going to be going through is not just relevant to today. It's going to be relevant to you in 20 years from now. It's going to be relevant in 50 years from now because trust is behind the center of every relationship. Again, like Jeff said, yeah, you're a soulmate, but you almost need to be a trust mate too, right? You got to be able to trust everything. Exactly. You can love somebody, but not trust them. Again, no, understandably. you can Mark, love your business Herbert, too, right? Mark you can Herbert, love the business. Who's, so. exactly. Mark Herbert, who's my co-author on the book um, and business partner of 15 years in the US, has something called MPI, which is most positive interpretation. And he okay. uses that as a measure internally. And he's been hugely successful in going into organizations and looking at that. And, and, and I think, but we've got to change. You know, fundamentally, we are stuck at the moment. And there's an education that needs to go out to the world. And that is around trust. And I believe within the trust paradigm, that is the go-to book to help everyone. And I just hope everybody gets an opportunity to read it. Well, let's uh, let everybody know where we can find this as we're closing the show out today. You know, where can they find the book? Where can they purchase the book? And then if they want to get a hold of yourself, um, how can they do that? Yeah, sure. Um, so we've set up a website called the Trust paradigmbook.com trustparadigmbook.com you'll find the uh, promo introductory video uh, the book uh, for people in the UK you're going to find the book at WH Smith's Waterstones Amazon Worldwide um, and it's going to be available in Barnes and Noble as well the book itself is, is, in, is in several formats. Uh, we recognize that Gen Z uh, like audiobooks. So we've done the audiobook on this and it works very well. We've done the softback, a hardback, and obviously ebook and Kindle versions are all available. So it's available on all formats. We are pre ordering now. Um, and certainly we've, we've already sold um, a large quantity of books already. But yeah, and me, I'm available. Um, I'm available on LinkedIn, um, Jeff Hudson Sill, um, as you're aware. Uh, but I'm also, uh, as I said, uh, freedomaftersharks.com website, uh, the trust paradigm book dot com purposeful discussions dot com um and uh, of course ibem which is international business and executive management uh dot com um is a is a business um is a business website but also on there we talk a lot about innovation design thinking corporate culture trust and the book is also available on on the main business website as well I love it. Jeff, I appreciate you coming on the show. We will have you back on in less than two years, everyone. We're not going to take that that long. Um, but Jeff, I do appreciate you coming on the show today. I appreciate the friendship. And uh, just every time I'm on the line with you, getting to learn more and more about the global economy, what's happening inside, outside, and you know, really just learning more about myself. So I do appreciate you and coming on the show. Patrick, it's always a pleasure. I love our relationship, love uh, our discussions and debates, and yeah, love to be back in 2023. Well, as we say, we'll see you in the field and on the horizon. You've been listening to the Produce Industry Podcast with Patrick Kelly. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes or Anchor to get new, fresh weekly episodes. For more, please follow us on Instagram and Facebook at the Produce Industry Podcast. Until next time, see you in the fields or on the horizon.